Welcome everyone to episode 57 of the Missing Pieces podcast. If this is your first time watching or listening, as this is available everywhere that podcasts are available, my name's Craig, and this is where I sit down and I discuss my life, Lego, and anything else that's on my mind each week. And I want to take a moment to thank you for taking time out of your week to be here with me. Much appreciated. And I also have some other appreciation to give out as well. As always, well, not as always, but as sometimes, we have a few new patrons that joined us this week. And I want to send out a huge thank you to Felix, aka Graphic Bricks, who's been a longtime supporter of this channel, has now come back to Patreon. Thank you, man. We also have Alex that joined us this week, Mom Gamer, who I met in the Friday night patron stream. We've got Son of a Brick, one of the greatest names in the Lego space. And we also have Dips Bricks. Thank you guys so much for joining on Patreon. It's like super encouraging to see five people join in one week. I had a really rough run like the end of September. Some people were dropping off because of financial regions and I totally understand that. But like to see this, like it's just, it's awesome to see that support and I do not take that lightly. Like it's, feels good. So thank you guys for that. I will be talking more about Patreon a little bit later on something fun that we did there this week that I'm just, I loved and I want to do more of. So we'll be getting into that. But the topic of this episode, is actually broken into like three categories here. We're going to be talking about education, entertainment, and Lego. Those are the things that we're kind of breaking this into. And I'm excited to get into all of that with you. But before we do that, I should probably talk about my lighting situation here. You guys know that last week I started experimenting with lighting and, you know, just seeing what works and what doesn't work. And this week I made a couple little changes. I got some blackout curtains for these windows that are right in front of me because that light was pouring in and ruined my whole operation here. So I blacked that out. And today I thought, well, let's try the red. Let's get this all awesome looking. And I don't know. You guys that are watching this, you have to let me know. It's, it's not good in my opinion. I still have a ton of light pouring in from these double doors that I have over here. So I think I need to get like a big blackout curtain for that as well. And then I can super regulate the light in here. And then like my red will like really pop. I'll look like the devil basically, which has always been a goal of mine. Not really. Should I start this over again? <laughs> if you guys knew how many times I wanted to start this podcast over again, whenever I'm recording it, it's it would never get done, but I have a light here in front of me and I'm, I turned all the red lights on and it was really cool. In fact, I'll turn this one off so you can see what it looks like if we go no light and now we get really spooky. But the problem is the computer screen is actually coming onto my screen or onto my face, my screen that is my face and it gives me like this uh, blue look. So I don't even know. I'm just experimenting, but that does look kind of fire. Should we leave it like this? Should we keep it like ultra spooky? Like we're in like this thing together. I think we should do this. Oh, okay. Let me go back. If you're listening to this, I apologize to everything. There we go. So there is, there's normally, this would be probably a little bit better for most purposes. We're going to have fun here. Let's look like uh, we're watching TV late at night here with the red lights on. Man, if I had that light blocked out though, dang, that'd be so good. Did I forget to mention that we're going to be talking about lighting, education, entertainment, and Lego in this episode, because the lighting segment was, was that and... Yeah, I don't know. I got a red light over here too. Look at this. We could go. Look what it does to my hair. Oh my God. Okay. I'm Mike, the cool factor commented in the last episode. He's like lighting nerds unite. And that's me only. I don't have any experience in it and I'm learning as I go. So I'm just having fun with this and trying to have a good time. So I hope you guys and hope you guys appreciate my, my little hobby here. I'm, I just love this kind of stuff. So that was, <laughs> that was my week. Thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you. We'll find you in the next missing pieces. Just kidding, of course. Let's talk about education, guys. I know this is a topic that comes up every single week. 
and well, like the last five weeks, because we've been on this debate whether we should send Clark Mann back to school full time, because uh, the school was trying to make that decision as well. And this week they had their board meeting where they were going to make the decision. Are we going to stay in this hybrid model where the kids go like Monday, Wednesday, and then the other group goes Tuesday and Thursday with Friday being a full remote day? Or are we just going to bail on this whole social distancing thing and just have everybody go five days a week because that's what the other schools in our area are doing. And the public, based on a survey that they did, about 60% of people, 60 to 70% of people in our area want the schools to go back to five days a week for whatever reason that that may be, whether it be um, maybe they're paying for babysitters and it's expensive. So obviously having the schools open would be better. Maybe the kids are at home and uh, they're not doing the work that they're supposed to be doing, which is a problem. Maybe they just wanted the heck out of the house, which is a whole nother thing as well. But uh, it seemed like the public wanted this and it really came down to the, the board, the I guess the school board, to make the decision. And on our school board, there's nine people. And the way that it works is a majority vote. So if there's five people that vote yes, four people that vote no, it's yes. If there's five people that vote no, four people vote yes, it's no. And in this case, this is a really wild one because Tuesday night they had this meeting where it was gonna be like the deciding meeting after weeks of deliberating on this and getting the teacher's feedback and the community and doing surveys. Tuesday night was the night they were going to make the decision. And my decision was kind of up in the air as well, whether Clark was going to go five days a week or, or stay in the remote model or go to hybrid if that was, if that was going to be the thing that they're going to continue with. And we were just going to see how it played out. And what happened on Tuesday night was nothing because one of the people was absent. So they only had eight people there and it was a, an even vote. Four people voted yes, return to five days a week. Four people voted no, keep it hybrid. And as a result of that, being that there was no majority, it's just going to stay hybrid, at least for now. So Cody was like, okay, that's you know, that's their decision. And um, it seemed like there was maybe going to be a revote in the future, but it got kind of uh, escalated a little bit because all the people that voted yes, that wanted to go back to five days because because the reasons we discussed previously, they're, they're getting kind of feisty. They're getting fired up. They want to have another vote like immediately. They want to have a revote. And apparently the public is upset too. There were some Facebook posts and pages. You know, people on Facebook are. I don't really because I don't, I don't really do anything on Facebook. It's not my jam. This is my, this is my place right here. Social media on YouTube. That's what I do. Um, but those people, they want to go back, obviously. The crowd as well, the public, apparently they're going to have another vote here on Tuesday. So this is probably going to be the nail in the coffin for going to five days because there's a lot of pressure on these people that voted no, not only from people in the community, but the other board members and uh, probably everyone, but the teachers who are actually the people in the trenches that have to be there and uh, not only create the work for the remote kids like Clark or, and also to create the work for the kids that are going five days a week and somehow find a way to do almost like two jobs in one. That's going up for a vote again on Tuesday. There supposedly is going to be a protest outside where people are voting, like people are going to be protesting outside the board meeting for kids to go back five days. And I'm just kind of blown away how big of a topic this is. Like of all the things to protest, people are protesting, like going back to five days a week, trying to figure out a way to say this without getting too political or upsetting anyone, but I'll say it in the most real way that I can. I live in a very rural area with many people that aren't overly educated and sometimes they're easily influenced by a certain individual or certain group of people or certain news channel or whatever. And they just want to say, listen, this COVID thing, it doesn't exist. Let's just live our lives. We don't need to wear masks. We don't need to do anything. Just 
open everything up. Okay. So that's as far political as I'll get. And that's, that's most of the people in our area. And I'm not saying anyone's right or wrong, but sometimes you, it's, sometimes it helps to be cautious. I'm just saying that's where I'll leave it. I don't want to talk too much about this because this is, I mean, this has been like a, a saga that's been going on here, but we have come to a, a conclusion with Clark Mann and our decision has been made on this, whether the school goes full five days a week, whether they stay hybrid or full on remote, Clark Mann staying remote. I made the decision. Uh, Cody was up in the air. She was like, if they stay hybrid, let's have them go hybrid. But if they go five days a week, let's keep them home. And that's pretty much what's going to happen. So I just decided, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're going to keep them remote. He's doing really well in school. There's these four groups that the kids can be put into. Clark is in the highest group. So like, I don't know if it'd be like the advanced group or whatever, but he's, he's doing really well and he seems to enjoy it. I enjoy having him home. He enjoys being here, I think. And we get this extra year, and I've talked about this and how I feel like this year is a, it's an absolute gift for me. And I know this is kind of selfish, but I just love having the little guy with me. And I look at it like this. He still has 12 years ahead of him where he can do all the things that I would like him to do this year, like go in, see what school's like, make some friends, meet some buddies, you know, have that that socialization. That's really what I want him to do in school. I feel like as a parent, it's my responsibility to educate my son as much as it is the school. And I think we can do a lot of that outside of the four walls that are the, the elementary school, right? So this year I look at is let's just, we're just kind of doing homeschool. We're trying that out. And next year when, when first grade starts, I'm assuming, I'm hoping, I'm praying that uh, everything is kind of back to normal by fall 2021 and he can go do this school thing and see what it's see what it's all about and have first grade through 12th grade to do all the all the stuff that he would have done in the next what seven months or whatever but in the meantime this year we get to do all this amazing stuff like learning is fun of course but we do adventures all the time we do lego stuff as you guys have seen and it's just a great time to spend with my son and i'm thinking like what what would, obviously I know what I would like, and that's to spend as much time with him as possible because I don't, you know, I'm, I'm biased obviously, but what would he appreciate in the future? Like would, when he's, say when he's my age, if he even remembers this year at all, would he remember more of the days that he had in kindergarten and the friends that he met? Or would he remember that year that him and his dad just went all in and had as much fun as they possibly could? I think it's that. These are memories that, that, you just can't, you can't get back, right? And I remember seeing a comment from someone maybe a few weeks ago, and they said they had the opportunity when their, their son or daughter was five years old to be home with them, and they didn't take that opportunity, and they regret it heavily. And that weighed on me as well. I thought, you know, I, I don't want to have that regret. And again, I know some of this is selfish because I could just put Clark into school and have my days free, and, um, you know, maybe he would be better off, maybe he'd be worse off, but I feel like what we're doing now is working and that's that's my decision. Cody is in agreement with it and that's what we're going to do. So Clark is staying remote. The Lego fans are cheering right now because it means more Clark in the videos. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I just, I'm looking forward to this year. Of all that, I talked about this before. This year has been a complete wash in so many ways. But this one thing, this one little thing is this little beacon that I'm holding on to is that Clark and I get this extra year together and I'm not going to waste it. So that's our decision. I don't want to talk anything more about schooling on here. Again, I feel like the last five episodes have been about this. So maybe this is something that you find interesting, uh, but I feel like we have other things we could talk about and let's just go into that now. 
Oh, God. The, the next one, though. I don't even know if I want to go into this. Clark and I, in our adventures this week, we played a new game. And that game is called Roblox. Some of you may have played it. Some of you may have heard of it. Some of you may love it. Some of you may despise it. I've gotten so many requests for us to play this game. It, and if you don't know what Roblox is, it's almost like Minecraft a little bit, but it's like these little games that people create, and then you could go in within Roblox and play these small little games, and there's all these themes and stuff, and it's actually a really cool concept. And I can see why kids enjoy it. So I was like, you know what, let's let's do it. We're going to have a run at this and make our decision once and for all on what kind of game this is, and if it's something that we enjoy. So one night this week, Cody was, I think she had a meeting herself. So I was like, hey, let's jump on here and try this out. And we did. And I have to say, and I know this is going to upset the Roblox detectors out there. The game is the worst game that I've ever played in my entire life of playing video games. And I've been playing video games for 30 years. It was awful. So we're playing on Xbox, first of all. So I should say that because there's a lot of jankiness from Xbox. And apparently you don't get all the features. But that's we're just console gamers. So that's the way it was. And we get on there to play some games. We're taking recommendations from Graphic Bricks, who joined us on Patreon this week. Uh, and also just from people in the chat. Like, what game should we play in? Almost every game we played had some type of technical issue that stopped us from enjoying the game like there's this one game where the shark is after you and you're in a boat and you're trying to get away from the shark apparently and you have to survive for so long our boat ended up flipping over in the water so it was just flipped over and i couldn't do anything to resolve it and the shark got us there was just tons of games that were just i i, I it was such a blur because we played probably like 15 20 games in the hour and a half that we played but all but two of them were absolute just trash. There was one game called Arsenal that was kind of fun. That was like a first-person shooter, but the controls were awful. Like, I couldn't even shoot someone because it was just so, like... I don't know. I guess the controls were so responsive that I just I just couldn't. And there was another game called Natural Disaster Survival or Simulator. And that was kind of fun too because you have to like there's this island with a house on it and then natural disasters come in whether it's a volcano or earthquake or uh, tsunami or whatever and you have to try to survive with all these other people and like the buildings falling down you have to decide whether you want to be inside outside if you want to be high up or low and that was a lot of fun that one I could see myself going back to but the vast majority of Roblox to me was was garbage and uh, again, I apologize if you like Roblox. Maybe if you do enjoy it, you could recommend a game that's actually good. There was a couple recommendations that maybe are good games, but they would require like an investment in time. Like there's this one, it was like a pet simulator where you had like a house and you could adopt pets or something. I didn't want to put that much time into it. I just wanted to jump in and play. And that natural disaster one was probably the best game that we played on there. So I could see us going back to that. Some people have recommended that we play on like a PC or on Mac to get the full experience where you can apparently chat and there's not so many bugs and glitches. So maybe we'll try that. Clark actually enjoyed the game. Like he was having fun. There was one that was hilarious. That was a Titanic simulator, I guess, where you're on a boat and it's sinking and you have to figure out where you want to get on the boat. But then again, in that game, we were on like the back of the boat as it's going up. And I fell through like a wall of the boat. And then I was stuck in like this weird place where I couldn't get out of and the water was filling up and we died. So that was, that was something. Uh, I will say, it, it was wildly successful on my channel. We got raided, which means that another channel was like wrapping up a live stream and they sent all their people over to us. And we had like 100 people watching this game or maybe slightly over that watching this game. But it was all just like these trolls spamming like crap. And people were getting timed out endlessly. So it was just like, it wasn't the greatest experience of my life. 
I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to trigger your Roblox people too much because I know there's younger kids that are into the game and you probably have found games in there that are cool and that you've gotten used to and have liked and you've played on different systems or whatever, but my first impression was not a good one. Will we return to it? Maybe. Am I excited about doing that or doing it anytime in the near future? Probably not unless something groundbreaking happens. Maybe I should start watching some of these Roblox people on YouTube that totally aren't making videos for kids and see what they're doing and what games they're playing and maybe I could learn a little bit. Get educated on it. Education and entertainment. That was our first part of entertainment. Next part of entertainment. I'm listening to a podcast that I think you guys should listen to. It's called The Rabbit Hole by the New York Times. It's available on Apple Podcasts. It's probably on Spotify. It's probably everywhere. It's probably where you're listening to this if you're listening to this. And The Rabbit Hole is just, it just popped up under, I don't know if it was trending or if it was just recommended for me or what, but I was like, oh, The Rabbit Hole. I've been on some YouTube rabbit holes before. What's this about? And that's exactly what it's about. It's about this guy named Caleb and how he got onto YouTube in like 2014, 2015, and how he got sucked into to the YouTube algorithms. I think most of us here on YouTube know that they do a pretty good job of recommending videos that you enjoy watching. So if you watch a Missing Pieces episode, for example, they're probably gonna suggest another Missing Pieces episode, maybe a Bricktech video, Greg's World video, whatever, something that kind of ties into that. And they, YouTube has this goal of increasing watch time. And this has been their goal ever since Caleb got onto YouTube where it wasn't just about views. like. YouTube started out where views were the only thing that mattered. And what people were doing was they were clickbaiting. So you'd see a thumbnail of a girl in a bikini, you click the video, and it's some dude in his red studio talking to a microphone like this. And they were like, okay, this is making people leave the platform, so we need to get into watch time and figure out a way to make people watch as much YouTube as possible. And this algorithm is set up in a way that it works really well. And you've probably been in a spot where you've gotten on YouTube and you thought you were going to watch one video and you watched hours and hours worth. And this is kind of what happened to Caleb. And he started watching these videos and he was kind of into video gaming. And then it got into this thing called Gamergate where it almost became a political thing. And then he got into the political side of things. And the way YouTube was kind of failing him, and this is the topic of the whole series, which I'm on episode eight of eight. I haven't finished it yet, but I'm on, I finished seven eighths of it. He, YouTube started feeding him more and more of the same thing because that's what they think that you want. So say you are really into um, Lego, for example. You just, it's Lego video after Lego video after Lego video. I guess that's not a good example because let's say there's two competing mindsets. One is Lego and one is Mega Blocks. And you started watching some Lego videos. YouTube just keeps pumping you with Lego videos endlessly and they never show you a Megablocks video to show you what the alternative is. And say you started watching some people that are very passionate about Lego and they were like, you know, Megablocks sucks. And, you know, you kind of get into that that mindset. You never see the, the alternative point of view. And it was talking, this whole podcast is kind of about how YouTube was creating these radical people that only, they, they fully believed and their whole world was based in this this mindset that they were in because the YouTube algorithm was feeding them just that side of the story. And it wasn't doing a good job of showing both sides and allowing you to make your opinion. And this guy, Caleb, kind of went through the whole spectrum where he went, it was just like a political related thing. He went way into right-wing politics and then eventually found like the other side of it. And then he started seeing like how he might've been wrong before and he was able to make a better idea of where he was and where he stands because he saw both sides, but it wasn't easy for him to do and it took years and thousands of videos like this guy was a hardcore youtube user like many of us are and it was just it was interesting there's an episode on pewdiepie if you're into him there's a whole episode dedicated to him in fact i think it may go into two episodes and it's 
it's kind of fascinating. This is kind of a follow-up on the social dilemma that we talked about uh, maybe a couple weeks ago where it was kind of face, Facebook, I think, mostly was what that was about, how they're kind of working their algorithms to to get inside your mind. This is similar to that, and it's scary, dude, because we don't really have any defense against this. Your, your reptilian brain or whatever... All it knows is you just want to keep swiping. You want to see the next thing. You want fed. You want that dopamine kick. And they know exactly what what you want and how to give it to you. And sometimes what you want isn't necessarily the best thing for you necessarily. So if you are looking to listen to something when you're done with this or just need an extra podcast to listen to, it's only eight episodes, so you could crank through it. I think they're 30 minutes apiece. Give it a listen, about four hours of your life, and um, let me know what you think. That'll be some good viewer feedback next week if you spend the week listening to it. I just was listening to it whenever I was like doing stuff around the house or whatever, and it was it was a good listen. Driving, all that. So if you're also, I should say, I mentioned this at the beginning of every episode, but if you are watching this on YouTube and you'd rather take this with you to go and you don't want to use your data or whatever, you can download this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those great places that you can find podcasts. That's where like 90% of people listen to it at. And uh, you can just listen to it as an audio thing. You don't have to see all this. Wouldn't that be fantastic? But anyways, let's talk about my next thing of entertainment here. And this is a quick one. I watched a movie this week. It's an oldie but a goodie. It's a movie called Beetlejuice. And this is kind of like the time of year you want to watch this movie. Uh, I don't think I really need to tell you what Beetlejuice is. Most of you guys probably know it. But it's like a late 80s movie where these people live in this house and they end up getting into a car accident and dying. And they're trapped in the attic of the house. And new people move in. And he has like this little... Tr- this little um almost like a city, like a Lego city almost, but it's not Lego. And inside there is Beetlejuice, and they tur- it turns out that they're ghosts. I'm doing a terrible job of explaining this, but if you haven't seen or watched Beetlejuice, it's a really fun movie starring Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice, and he's like a... I don't know. He's a, he's a ghost himself. It's... Oh, how do you... Try to explain a Tim Burton movie. I dare you. But watch Beetlejuice if you didn't have a chance. It is... I think we watched it on TV. It was available one night on Freeform, which is a channel we get, and I recorded it. But I think it's on sale on Apple Movies, Apple iTunes, whatever the Apple thing is, Apple Store. You can listen to it there if you want to, but it was a good one. Let's talk about the next topic here. We're, at, we're beyond entertainment now. I know we're kind of going all over the place here. Let's talk about Lego. You guys, you guys are like, wow, what? This is a Lego podcast? Yes, sort of. Maybe, occasionally. It depends what my life's happening that week or what's happening in my life that week. Does life happen to you or does life, do you make life happen? (sighs) Anyways, let's talk about Patreon. I told you guys I was going to revisit this. I had an amazing week on Patreon. This was so, not just because five people joined, which was awesome. And I fall into this thing and I know it's so dumb that when I, when I see people leave, like in the end of September, we had people leave because of financial reasons. It like, it, it hurts me. I'm like, oh man, I'm, I'm doing something wrong. Or, you know, I, I, I shouldn't let external things affect how I feel, but that's kind of what happens a little bit with that. Like if I see like the number of patrons go up, I'm like, yeah, I'm doing good. And I see it go down. I'm like, I'm the worst person ever. Uh, but this week was fun, not only because of that, but uh, I got to meet some of the people that joined this week in our Friday night patron stream, which was one of my favorite streams that we've ever done. In fact, if you want to watch it, I made it available to the public because I, it was it was so good. But I get, I did a giveaway, my first live giveaway I've ever done, and it was so fun because I was giving away this Mindstorm set right here, this Lego Mindstorm set, and I did like a post ahead of time, and I was like, hey, if you guys are interested in winning this, just leave a comment on this, and I'll I'll put you on the list. So I think about 
I think it was like 18, 19 people out of the, the 100 people that we have. I knew not everyone is super active on Patreon. Some people, they literally go and they do a pledge and they they never participate in the content. They're just like, Greg, I like what you're doing, but I ain't got time for your live streams. And I understand that. So I was like, anybody that wants to participate in this, let me know. So they, I had like 18, 19 people put their name on the list. I did this website where there's a wheel. And I saw Dave do this a long time ago on one of his live streams. There's this wheel where you have all the names on it, almost like Wheel of Fortune. And at the very end of the stream, Clark Man came down in a Spider-Man costume because they had just gotten home from getting haircuts. And he came down and clicked the button to spin the wheel. And uh, our patron, Nicholas, won. And he was pumped. And it was so cool because he was there live while it was happening. And it was just neat to do a giveaway with with somebody that was actually there. And everyone was, like, watching it. And it was, it was so cool. And I'm just, like, I love giving back to the people that are supporting me. I just, I want to do more of it. In fact, I have uh, my buddy, John. John, I know you're listening. He, uh, he's, I bought a couple poly bags for him. And I think this Friday, I'm going to give one of those away of whatever the, I think there's two poly bags and I'm gonna let the person choose on Patreon. So we're going to spin the wheel again this week for fun. And I'm just going to keep doing this. I, I love it. And it, it's, it's just, it's exciting for me. And I know it's exciting for someone else out there. It's like, not only do you get to like hang out on Friday night with these awesome people, but you get to give back to the people that are supporting us. So. I'm doing more of that. As I said, if you guys want to watch that stream, I'll link it. I'll link it down below if you want to check that out. It's like an hour and a half or so. So if you finish this and you're really bored, maybe you don't want to listen to the rabbit hole podcast. You want more kind of content like this. Same place, different lighting. Uh, you can watch that from Friday night. In other Lego news, I started the Darth Maul bust, which is a very difficult build. You guys know that I'm like, I'm not the best builder by any means. I'm at like a junior's level. This is like a creator expert level. And I'm just, I'm sticking with it because I'm so pumped to get this finished model. If you guys haven't seen the Darth Maul bust, do a quick Lego search for it or do a quick Google search, I should say, and take a look at it. It's one of the most creepy Lego sets in existence. And that's why I love it. I love creepy Lego. Love it. I love Lego mechs, robots, and creepy Lego, anything with eyes. It's my jam. And this Darth Maul, I think, is the pinnacle of creepy Lego. So I started building a little bit earlier in the week, but yesterday I did a live stream where I cranked out about two hours of building of it. I have the entire neck done, which is what you're seeing right there. That's like the neck, and I'm working on the jaw. I have, uh, I can't reach it from here, but I have like up to his like his lips done. And it's, it's a difficult build because the instructions are set up in a way where you're doing like an overhead look of it and you're building this thing layer by layer, like you're 3D printing it basically. And you have to make sure when you're looking at this, uh, it's almost like a base plate you're looking at. You want to have to make sure you're either putting on plates or bricks, but then you also have to make sure that they're all lined where they need to be as you're stacking them up. And it takes all of my concentration to do this. Uh, so doing the live stream yesterday probably wasn't the smartest thing to do. I was like a, such a terrible host of it and I felt like so bad afterwards because I was literally just on the grind the whole time trying to do this. Everyone is chatting and having a good time. I had my friends on there with me who saved it for me. And uh, it was, it, it kept me occupied while I was building it, but I, I felt like a pretty terrible host. So if you're in that podcast or that live stream yesterday, I'm sorry about that. It was, it was probably not advisable to live stream while I was building it, but I'm working my way on it. And uh, I think I should, I, I'm thinking I'll have it done this week, which would be really cool. And I want to put it on display right back here where everyone can see it. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. And I'm pumped on it. So that was what I was building. Clark, man, holy moly. You guys know Phantom, who is our hundred dollar patron. He picked out a bunch of sets that he wanted us to build and we build them and then do a review and then send it back to him. So he essentially gets his money back. We get to do some videos out of it, do some hauls and stuff. And it's like a win-win for everybody. Uh, Clark, 
started building the Ninjago sets that that Fana picked out. He built the Kai Fighter one morning while I was editing, over the course of a couple days actually while I was editing. And then during that stream yesterday, he built the Thunder Raider. So we need to do another Ninjago showcase. And the little dude just on a building spree, man. Like the backlog stands no chance to the powers of the Clark, man. And I love it. Like I, I wish I could be building some of these things, uh, but he's he's cranking them out. He did the Exo Force sets this week, which you guys saw a video on. That video was not very popular. Of all the videos that I made this week, that one was like people were like, nah, I'm not into the Exo Force. But if you want to watch us play around with some mechs and stuff, you can watch that. He defeated the Marvel backlog, as I mentioned last week. I'm in the process of tearing those sets down because we we obviously can't display everything. I have to pick and choose, and this is my wall here. So it's mostly just like big sets. So that's what I was doing Friday night on the patron only stream. But we're just, we're building, we're having fun. We're doing education. We're doing entertainment. We're doing Lego. We're doing a little bit of everything with you guys. And it's been fun sharing that. So again, I want to thank you guys for, for hanging out here with me, uh, whether it be on this podcast or in the videos, watching our vlogs every day. It, uh, it means a lot to have you guys, or uh, I, don't, I shouldn't say you guys, I'm talking to one person right now and that's you the person that's listening to this or watching this, thank you for, for the supporting us. I appreciate it, man. I don't know how much I can say that. I appreciate everything. Um, I don't take it lightly and I, I feel so blessed to be in the position that I'm in. I'm not, not going to get emotional in these, these wicked red lights here. So let's, let's go on to the final segment today, which is everyone's favorite. Maybe uh, view listener feedback, viewer feedback, listener feedback. Uh, most of the comments or a good number of them were about my lighting situation. You guys are complimenting me on it. This week, I expect a lot of insults. Uh, and then you guys also talked about how much you're enjoying Cobra Kai based on my recommendation. I'm like, holy moly, I need to start watching more stuff because I could be like your curator of stuff you listen or watch, listen to or watch. Why is it listen to but not watch to? We're going to start a uh, mysteries podcast where we answer or ask these questions in life. Cobra Kai, you guys are loving it. If you haven't watched it yet, it's like a follow-up on the Karate Kid from the 80s. It's fantastic. Give it a watch. I thank you guys for for enjoying it. I'm glad you did. Next comment, we'll actually get into comments here. I just kind of bulk those together because there was like eight comments about lighting in Cobra Kai. So it's just like, thank you guys <laughs> for the feedback there. It made me feel good that you're enjoying something that I recommended. Let's talk about Scott Schaefer, who has a follow-up comment. He says, another great episode, and I like the lighting upgrades. Update, all the kids are back to remote learning after a pretty decent-sized outbreak here. My son, while he didn't originally want to go back, is now bummed he can't see his teacher and friends in school. I told him I'm recording this moment of him wanting to go to school. Good luck in whichever path you choose with Clark, man. Yeah, we, we made our decision um, with the remote. I, I tell Cody this, too. It's funny that you mentioned that at the end of your comment there. I'm going to record this moment. I tell Cody this all the time, or Mrs. Brickitect, when Clark says that he wants to snuggle, or if he wants to read a book, or if he wants to go to school, or any of these things. Last night, he said that he really loved putting his shirts away, like hanging his shirts up on hangers. And I'm just like, we need to soak this in, because there, this isn't going to exist forever. Clark isn't going to want to snuggle forever. He's not going to want to hug. He's not going to want to go to school. Like, oh, Just... Man, I, I need, I'm glad I capture some of this because I'm be like, listen, man, when you were five, you love school. Why are you at 15 now hating school? I'll be like, oh, oh, that's why. Okay. I get it. I get it. But yeah, I, I hear you, man. Man, this, Scott, this makes me really want, I talked before about the Lego dads and moms podcast, the Lego parents podcast or stream, I guess it would be. It wouldn't be a podcast. I really want to do this. I want to connect with other parents out there that have, maybe you're into Lego like I am. Maybe you got kids like I do. I want to connect with people that are like me, that we could like 
talk and like chat about such things as as life and raising kids and the kind of stuff that you've left in your comment there. So Scott, hit me up, man. Anyways, let's go on to the next comment from Nitron Neutron, who says, I'm a teacher at the high school level and I get frustrated hearing about the whole teaching with YouTube. Same with my wife too. It's not a replacement for actual learning, especially when I hear about parents having to act like TAs and the teacher unavailable during lessons. Well, I do get that. I have it easier teaching older students, 16 to 20. I don't know. It should be far more diverse. There's so many tools such as games, puzzles, uh, quizzes, interactive experiences. I agree. I feel like some of these teachers, like our art teacher, she goes all in and she's amazing. And I think maybe this is a thing that a lot of people are just trying to get used to and maybe need to get more comfortable with. But you can do a lot with online learning. You can do almost as much as you can in person. But I think there is something to be said about that in-person um level of of interaction and not only with between teacher and student but students and students and it's like if you it's like if you were to stand up on a on a stage and do a show with no one sitting there but a camera which I know how that is and actually I feel more comfortable doing this and if you guys were all sitting here imagine I think there's like 4000 people that watch this episode every week on YouTube and there's about 1000 people that listen to it on podcasts Imagine having 5,000 people literally sitting here right now in front of me as I sit and talk about my week. I would be, I would be so freaking nervous. I couldn't even do this. But because it's just me and this camera, as an introvert, I can, I can like sit here and be okay. And it, it's, it's so weird. But um, yeah, I guess that's all I have to share about that. Thank you for the, for the comment. I agree with you, Nightjohn Nutron. Fantastic name again, by the way. Next one we have is from Wabamasta. He says, quick question. Are you going to switch out the color of leaves on your treehouse? He sounded about the treehouse back there. I switched mine out. It went by quick and looks great. The answer to that one is a strong heck no. Because that was a nightmare of a build. Darth Maul is actually... is Darth Maul, Darth Maul isn't easier than the treehouse, but I'm enjoying Darth Maul more because I think the payout is going to be greater at the end when I have Darth Maul done. The treehouse build for me was a nightmare. The leaves part of it, absolute absolute nightmare. Never want to experience that again. So I'm never switching them out. I'll, I'll die with green leaves on there. <laughs> Next one though. God. Next one comes from James Rolf. He says, I loved and hated the Darth Maul bust build. The instructions and paper online are brutal to distinguish parts on, especially brick from plate. I had to tear down and rebuild two spots and I got to the top of the thing. Didn't line up so well. So he sits right now complete, but not entirely correct. And I'm okay with that. Good luck, my friend. I need it, dude. If I got to the end of it and there was something wrong, I think I'm just going to roll with it, too. Every Darth Maul needs to have a little bit of character, and yours certainly has that with the, you know, maybe maybe he's missing an eyeball. <laughs> it's probably not that easy. He's probably just lined up wrong. Again, it's like it's like printing layers. If you get one of those layers off, it's it's messed up. But I think I'm okay so far. I put the the neck the neck or jaw onto the the torso, and it seems to be okay. But I won't know until I get to the end, and I have, like, 46 pieces left over. And I'm like, uh, because there's no bags with this. But thank you for the encouragement. I will report back to you next week on my experience with that. Hopefully you see a video of it being completed. It all depends on how much time we have this week. Next message here comes from Lockdoor. And I, this is, I try not to share messages that are just like boosting me up. But this is such a sweet message. And I just, I want to let you know, Lockdoor, that I appreciate this. And I'll share it with you guys. As much as I don't want this to be like an ego trip or whatever. But he says, Greg, I always admire your approach to... Uh, Let's try this again. Greg, I always admire the approach you have to parenting. You recognize the necessity of order and the importance of structure in Clark's life, but you allow and encourage him to be spontaneous when it's appropriate. 
Clark is going to grow up with this excellent balance and carry it with him for life. I think you've given him a gift that isn't easy to as easy to provide as a parent. You and Mrs. Brickitect are obviously very thoughtful and intentional with your parenting style. I'm not going to pretend like I know what is best for Clark when it comes to schooling, but I'm sure you will have the best in mind for him. On a side note, I can't wait to have those beady mall eyes on camera. Happy building from the locked door. Well, thank you for the comment, dude. I appreciate that. This whole parenting thing doesn't come with any kind of instructions or handbook. I just try to do the best thing that I can, and I try to put as much time into the little dude as I can and try to guide him down the right path. As a parent, you can, I guess you can lead a horse to water, but they have to want to drink. And I feel like Clark is, is drinking it all up right now. And I'm, I'm, I couldn't be a, a luckier dude with dang near everything in my life, man. And I'm not, I hope that doesn't come off as bragging. I just, crap, I'm going to get emotional. I'm just very fortunate. Okay. Very fortunate. Okay. Let's uh, go on now to the wins of the week. We need to bring this, bring this out with a bang here. We've got, there's a whole bunch of wins. I, I had, to, I had to narrow them down again, guys. I'm sorry. We got Brittany with the first one of the week. Brittany's win was taking a trip downtown and getting ice cream with my family. It sounds simple, and it was, but sometimes simple activities make the best memories. Great podcast as always, Greg. I love that comment. I love that. Thank you, Brittany, for sharing that. Next one comes from Son of a Brick, new Patreon detector, and Missing Pieces detector. It says, my win of the week was I got a new addition to my family, a new dog. We had to put one of our dogs down on September 18th because it was his time. We got him when he was 15 years old, and we had him for about a year and a half. We knew we were not going to have him for have very long with him, although we had longer than we expected to have, and we couldn't have been happier with him. He was sweet, and our other dogs were very gentle with him, and they played. They're four, four and seven. Dang. I'm happy we gave him a home before he had to cross the Rainbow Bridge. Our new dog is seven. He's a big boy and super sweet and also a super goofball. He has a shiny black coat and is a very slight underbite. A very cute, slight underbite. I love the way you wrote that, especially those last few sentences. I like the Rainbow Bridge comment and the very cute, slight underbite. It's like very descriptive writing and you can like, you can picture that, right? You know what his dog looks like now. And I'm picturing the Rainbow Bridge. Let's go on to the next one. Thank you for the comment, son of a brick. And thank you for joining us on, on Patreon, man. Appreciate that. Assuming you're a man, woman. Thank you, friend. There we go. Next one comes from Brad's Life. He says, hey, Greg, I love the extra pieces over on Apple Podcasts, which if you guys go over to Apple, you can listen to everyone's thoughts on when kids should get phones. My win of the week was to get surgery on my knee that I've been dealing with so much pain for months has really affected me not being able to do much physical activity. I am bed set for the next week or two, but I got a ton of video games, TV shows, and the Sith art to build, and YouTube to keep me busy. Don't go down the rabbit hole, my friend. Thanks for another great weekly podcast. Can't wait for next week's. Well, thank you for being a part of next week's, man. I appreciate that. Appreciate your feedback. Next one is from Bruce. Man, Bruce has been a supporter here forever, dude. Bruce says, my win of the week was being able to take care of my pug, Vader. Sounds simple, but I love that little man. So it meant a lot for me being trusted with my best buddy. Next one comes from Project R&B. says, win of the week. I got my first subscriber to my YouTube channel, and that isn't someone I know. They even took the time to leave a really thoughtful comment. Congratulations, man. Next one is from Bricks and Things. It says, hey, Greg, my win of the week is finishing the Lego Disney train station. It was fun to build and put it next to the Disney castle. My parents surprised me with it, and I didn't expect it at all, and I was really happy when I saw it. I am hoping to get the 1989 Batmobile next month, and from your feedback, it sounds great. <sighs> is it? I love your podcast. Stay safe and have a great week. P.S. If you were to choose one, would you choose Batman or Harry Potter? Batman. All day. Batmobile, top five Lego set in my collection. You're going to love it. But enjoy your Disney stuff, dude. It sounds like you have some great parents, and I hope you appreciate them. And I hope you, hope you pay them back for all the stuff they do for you, man, because 
Disney Castle is not cheap. I'm still waiting for mine. Zavi, where are you at? Next one and last one comes from Richard Mincy. He says, hey, Greg, I just wanted to say that I found your channel a few weeks ago and has really made my days better. I get up at 5 a.m. three days of the work week and clean where I work. Then I clock into my full-time job for another eight hours. Your podcast makes work fly by for me, and your videos make my lunch breaks go by super fast as well. I have a one-year-old son who is my world, and not having the best of relationship with my dad makes me really want to be all about my son. Seeing your relationship with your son makes me so excited about my future with my boy. Last thing I want to say is I get anxiety over having too much Lego in video games, and I'm glad I'm not the only one. Dude, the backlog is real, but... Man, you should join the Lego Dad stream, Richard. You sound like we'd be like we'd be two peas in a pod. We have similar interests. I'm glad to be a part of your your day when you're working, man. Keeping you company through these these little podcasts that we do here. Hopefully, you found what we talked about this week interesting. I hope to hear from you again. I hope to hear from any of you guys. If you have anything you want to talk about, it doesn't even really have to be related to this episode. I know these these topics I talk about were are kind of uh, unique to my life. If there's any topics you'd like me to discuss next week, like questions or or maybe things that don't require like a yes or no, but something like you'd like me to delve into, I'd be happy to do that. I definitely want to get away from talking about remote learning in school. It's it's, it's run its course. We made our decision, and we're. We're happy with that. Um, maybe we'll talk more about lighting next week. Maybe we'll talk about who knows what. But uh, we got a week ahead of us, and you do too, if you're listening to this right when it comes out. I hope you make the best of it. If there's a goal that you want to accomplish and by next Sunday, try to take one little step towards that. I always try to encourage you guys in the best way that I can to, uh, to follow your dreams. It's something that I really subscribe to in my life. And I know if you work hard enough at something and if you have enough passion for it, you can make it happen, guys. So on that... Why am I getting emotional now again? On that, guys, thank you so much for watching this this podcast, listening to this podcast. If you want to support us, you can join us on Patreon. You got a Ninjago poly bag we're going to be giving away this Friday if you'd like to win that. Uh, you can also leave a comment on this video, of course. You can leave a like. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Any Anything helps, and I appreciate everything you guys do. So on that, thank you for watching, and we'll find you in the next Missing Pieces.